Ladies, gentlemen, and fellow degenerates, we are back. Episode 2. This one's one of my faves on the planet. You guys are going to enjoy this. If you are listening with your children, this is your warning to stop and continue on the commute to work tomorrow. If you do not, and your kids listen to this, you're the kind of parents I want around in my life. So, uh, this is the Shannon Fish. Y'all, if you know Fish, this podcast speaks for itself. Uh, if y'all can hang out for an hour and a half, you're going to enjoy it. If not, break it up into segments. My mom actually broke up the podcast in the middle of it. She called me. We didn't know what happened. We lost it. It's just a janky bootleg podcast, and I'm here for it. Like, there is no editing involved whatsoever. Y'all sit back, relax, enjoy me and the fish. Ladies and gentlemen, Fishy, what is up? D, girl, it is so good to be on here. I am so pumped about your podcast. I'm so proud of you. I think that everybody is going to love this because the stories are endless. Literally. Um, I mean, this is this is great. Before we really get into it, I have to, since we are currently not sponsored by Truly, I just need to... What it's I mean it's one o'clock, it's fine. Everything's fine. It's Sunday have cocktails. Hey, you got it. I shook up a bloody Mary. Good on ya. Never um, been a bloody fan. I I actually I realized that when I was making it. I was like, dang, <laughs> I know for a fact that D is not down with the Bloody Marys. I'm not a bloody fan. I mean to each their own. I just I just personally don't like the tomato juice. That's just my thing. I don't even like tomatoes, period. But somehow <laughs> like in my late 20s, um, I had a Bloody Mary, and I've never looked back. I like all the snacks that come with Bloody Marys. You know, when you get $8, and you get, like, little cheeseburgers and bacon and pickles, and you're like, none of this makes any sense with a cocktail, but I am I like it. Oh, yeah, and it's like a total meal. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, for me, it's a snack. For you, it's probably a meal. <laughs> All right, so I'm when I'm doing this, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask everyone um, what their first D story is, like what you remember meeting me first, because I feel like, like I said, everybody wants me to like write a book. They're like, I have a story. I, you probably don't even remember. I'm like, I sure as hell don't remember, and I want to get better at that, but it's just it's not happening for me. But do you have a I remember the first time I met D story? Yes, I I remember exactly <laughs> where we were standing. <laughs> do and, you oh, like at good. that point in time I did not know my life was about to change it was like one of those moments it, it was, was like god just it was just a godsend it was and so I was thinking about this before we started this today and I was listening to your podcast with I think it was Monday Q yep. talking about how smokers are social yes and that is how we met we were in the city of industry um, industry oh, hills, yeah, I think in it was, a, yeah, 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 it was a Symmetra event. Um, it was one of those times that they had like the 100 year flood conveniently when Symmetra <laughs> tour was in town, the river to the LPGA. Yes. The river to the LPGA. And we were in a huge rain delay and there was a balcony. Remember that clubhouse was huge. That clubhouse was massive. And we were on like the second story in player dining. Yes. yes. And I decided to walk out to have a smoke 
And I didn't even know if you were allowed to smoke on the tour. This is like probably one of my first or second tour events. So what year was this? This had to be like 2000. Like 12, maybe 11. Yeah, I think it had to be 12. No, no, it had to be 11. I'm like, I'm so bad with these. It was 11 or 14. Sometime in that time frame. Sure. So anyway, I... I saw you standing out on the balcony and I knew who you were, um, you know, <laughs> word around to her. She's played on the LPGA, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, well she's a smoker. And if she's smoking, like it should be okay. But I didn't have a light. Okay. Yeah. And so I walk over there and you're leaning over the balcony and you had your cigarette in your mouth and you're on your phone. And I said, can I get a light? And you said, for what? I said, <laughs> "Why cigarette?" I'm, so, I'm such a dick. And so, no, but it was so funny. And then you go into this story about how, like, thank God there's another smoker out here. I'm the only smoker out here. And so, anyway, I said, "Well, um, thanks for the light." And you're like, "Where are you going?" And I was like, mm, "Nowhere." <laughs> and so, anyway. What you said to me is you said, where did you come from? And (laughs) Jesus, was I hitting on you? What the fuck was I doing? No, but I was like, I was already nervous about approaching you for a light, which was weird because I'm never like nervous about asking anybody for a light. And, but in that moment, I didn't know if you meant like, where did I just come from or where did I live? (laughs) And so I said, my name's Shannon. (laughs) Merry Christmas. My name's Shannon. And you said, I'm D. And from then on, that was it. That was it. That was all she wrote. Yeah. I mean, that literally, there's the end of the podcast. (laughs) Like, what else do you need to know? I mean, every, ever since that moment, like every time we saw each other, we just struck up conversation or it, and then we would, of course, this started with you. Um, oh, wait. Oh, crap. I just forgot what it was. Oh, Smoke them if, right? if you got them. Smoke them if you got them. Smoke them if you got them. That's yeah. right. Always. I love it. God, I remember that golf course. That golf course was, like, tough but quirky. Oh, it was so quirky. Mm-hmm. Oh, was my it God. that second hole? What was it the, the second, second hole, hole that was downhill? Yeah. And someone had said, the reason why they had automatic carts, and I don't know if this is true or not, but someone's, you know, the carts with the automatic brakes, someone said that they had gotten those because someone died going down that hill in a regular golf cart. Like they caught too much speed. I don't know if this is true or not. I mean, I would believe it because I felt like it was even dangerous walking. And then of course it was shitting kittens. It was soaked. (laughs) Um, The wind was howling. And even on that hole, I think it was the second round. I was one of the first couple of groups out. I didn't even reach the fairway with my driver that the wind was blowing so hard. And in the practice round, I hit like a hybrid off the tee. Yeah, because the wind switches. Right. And so, yeah. I mean, I just felt like that week, I don't even remember if we finished the tournament or what happened. But I just remember it was like fighting for my life. Like, just trying to make it out alive. I think that was the first, like, West Coast event Symmetra had. I mean, as far as my career goes. I don't know if they had gone. No, it was for sure. I remember everybody making a big deal about it. Because, of course, like, most of the people live in Florida or, like, the Midwest. 
And of course, we're making no money at all. And so flying out to Los oh, Angeles yeah. to play in we were the city cars. industry. Yeah. None of us are old enough to rent cars. We're right. All just like, so I had yeah. to have my mom call and like say that I could rent a car. And I was yeah. just out we're there on my out. own. Yeah. We have no idea what we're doing. We, no. uh, Yeah. That was, I mean, I remember traveling with an actual GPS at that, at that point. Oh, like one of those garments like a Garmin? that you plugged into the cigarette lighter? Yeah. I remember actually travel, traveling with one of those. And it would, it, oh, God, it took forever to, to load. It was like it was like running on dial-up. Right, because we couldn't afford to rent cars that had that Garmin already in it. I it still like can't afford. It 25 bucks. I still can't afford to rent the cars that actually have GPSs in it. Those are the luxury items. I mean, you should have enough points by now after, what, 10 years? <laughs> you would think, right? I feel no. like you they could probably throw in the Garmin. We use we got the iPhones now. We're good. We're good. I don't even think we had unlimited data then. Like, we're just slumming it. I don't know well, how the ladies did it in the 50s with maps and, oh, bless their hearts. They're the real MVPs. I was, I'm, I shit you not, I was explaining to like a 14-year-old the other day that there was a moment in time where you got charged like $5 per text. Like there was no unlimited texting, unlimited data. And like it had somebody better be on fire or in serious (laughs) shit that you had to send a text message. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I remember that. All right. So what was your rookie year on Symmetra? Um, Let's see. That was, uh, See, I'm just so bad with these So am years. I. So am I. When I did this with Tyler, he was remembering like months and days uh, a yeah. week. And I'm like, Jesus, how do you do this? I mean, it was such a blur. But um, let's see, I graduated from the University of Texas in 2010. I know that for sure. And then um, <laughs> I took a year off because I was trying to figure out what to do with my life because I wasn't even really sure that I was going to play golf and Anyway, so my rookie year had to have been 2012, but I was like out, I moved out to Arizona. I was playing the cactus tour because I didn't even know how to like sign up for qualifying school and I didn't know anything about it. So I just went out there for a year to, you know, see if I even liked it, if I was maybe even good enough to even like give this a shot. And then... 2013 I didn't make it through qualifying school so that tournament city industry it was like 2014 because that was my rookie year all right y'all it's janky we're gonna have to go to a slight pause here this is when my mom called me twice and interrupted the podcast so we had to figure out how to continue it I don't know what we lost I don't know what we gained but this is just another day in the life of Daniela Iacobelli and her bootleg podcast, so right where we left off. In the middle of that, that's going to be interesting. I guess it's going to teach me how to edit. <laughs> <laughs> I was See like, what I'm doing. I was talking, I was like, dang, D was like, my story not that funny or what? No, I was, I was literally in the middle of it and it said connected. And, I mean, whatever, this better podcast because I, I still don't know what the hell I'm doing. And apparently, if I get phone calls, we got to just restart everything. Oh, so really? I don't. I have no idea. I don't. I mean, I can't sit down and spend all this money on a podcast. I don't even know if this thing's going to take off or do anything. So we're just doing it off the phone with um, 
a random set of headphones that I got for free at a casino. Oh, what Nino? Uh, the Hard Rock in Fort Lauderdale, because I had gambled so much there one time that they were giving away a set of Bose in-ear headphones. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you that my cheap ass literally drove two and a half hours to Fort Lauderdale, picked up the headphones, didn't even put a dollar in a slot machine, and then drove two and a half hours back. Dang, how much in gas did that cost you? It couldn't have been. It wasn't even a tank. So, I mean, it couldn't have been more than 50 bucks. And the headphones were like 200. I felt like it was a good deal. I'm actually proud of you that you didn't hawk them. Yeah, well, I thought about it, but at the time I didn't have any decent headphones. So I was like, whatever, let's, you know, it may, I'll make a day. I, if I would have done that now, it would have been an all day gambling excursion. I probably would have lost my ass, got a pair of $50 headphones and spend the money in gas and been pissed off that I even went. But, but the, and then sold the headphones to somebody <laughs> on the street to keep going. Yeah, exactly. Just been hawking headphones. Okay. So graduated University of Texas, cactus tour, living in Arizona. Okay, right. I, th- I think we're caught up. I don't know what else you told me. Apologies for the phone call. Hopefully that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> I'm actually, now that I'm thinking about this, I'm impressed that you made it through an hour and a half with Tyler and you didn't get one phone call. To my defense, it was at like 9 or 10 o'clock at night. Mm. And nobody, nobody's, I mean, let's be real. My mother or my father are the only people that call me. I hate phone calls. We all know this. Yes. So this <clears throat> It's actually interesting because it's basically like I'm on the phone for an hour and a half, which I do not do unless I'm trying to impress a chick. How's that going? How is the dating life? Oh, it's atrocious. But Mm -hmm. I'm hopeful, you know, that maybe my sweet radio voice could entice someone. But then they'll Google me and they'll see, you know, the beginning of my career and they'll be like, no, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, you know, whatever. It's fine. Okay. So you get on Symmetra. Now, based off of your what you're saying, I'm thinking 2013 or 2014. Okay. Because 12, was- I got my card. 13, I was on LPGA. 14, I went back to Symmetra. So I'm thinking that's where we're at. Yeah. The city of industry yeah. had to have been the year of 2014. Had to be 14. And I feel like we were like we would hang out in passing, but I feel like 2017 was our year. It was our year. I but mean, there's, so there's a reason lives. that that was our year. And I would tell like me. to tell that story. Absolutely. I'm here for it. I'm, this is your podcast. You go for it. Okay. This was probably towards the end of 2016. You were dating somebody who I will not name on tour. That was, <laughs> that was a player that's no longer a player. And anyway... We were in Topeka, Kansas. Oh, yeah. Well, was it Topeka? It was like north of Topeka. It was Mayetta. It was Mayetta, Kansas. It well, was, you yeah. know better than me. It was, it was at the, it was a Nota Begay golf course. It, it, that was a nice golf course and that was a nice casino. It was a very nice golf course. There was a couple weird holes. There were some weird holes. Just a couple, though. Just conditions-wise, I mean, this was up there. Well, you got a lot of All the casino courses. Yeah, they have enough money to keep them up. So that's why we're always looking forward to going to the casino courses because we got some good conditions. Yeah, they got money to just throw into the maintenance budget. I'm on my second heater. Have you started? Well, so I'm on the jewel now. So I'm on pod one. But I feel like during our pod, I'm probably going to have two pods, but we'll see. All right. I'm I'm here for it. 
So back to my story. Yes, Mayetta. Kansas. <laughs> so going back to what you said, like we played together. We talked in passing. We smoked heaters on the putting green, but like we never really hung out. So we're all staying in this casino in Mayetta because there's n- there's no host housing. There was um, a player that ended up getting host housing and then they like put her in the garage. Do you remember that? No. Well, I won't say her name, but we'll talk about this later. But her host housing blew up an air mattress for her and put her in the garage. Like, this is the type of town we're in, okay? Yeah, there's nothing around. So, and the phone rings at the hotel, which is weird because, like, we all have cell phones. Why is somebody calling me, like, on my room phone? And I just <laughs> happened to be there. And so I answered, and I'm like, hello? <laughs> you know, like, this is out of, like, a horror movie or something. And you're on the other end of the phone. You say, fish, it's D. You got five minutes. Meet me in the bar. And I was like, and then you just hung up. And I was like, am I in trouble? Sounds like like straight out of a mafia movie. No, it was for real. And so I was like, oh, let me put some pants on. (laughs) And so I shuffle my feet into some flip flops. And I walk in there and you're sitting at the bar with the girl you're dating at the time. And so I just like slowly approach and I'm like, what's going on guys? (laughs) And you're like, I've got a proposition for you and you're dragging on your cigarette. So I light up a cigarette because I'm so nervous. I don't even know where this is going. Like, did I make like a pro-am partner mad? Did I say something? Like, what have I done? And you say, "I've, I've got a business plan for you. And I'm like, who are you talking to? <laughs> like, why am I here? And so anyway, your business plan was that we were going to go over to the high stakes slot room and we were each going to put in $500 and we were going to max bet it. Do you remember this? I do. I actually remember the exact location of the slot machine. I'd been eyeing it all fucking week. Yes. And so <laughs> this was part of your pitch to me. And you're like, you're the only... I think you called me an asshole. You're like, you're the only asshole here that has enough money to go in with me on this. And I'm I not believe I use no. the word capital. I believe I use the word capital. That makes sense. Yes. Yes. And so then the going on with the pitch, you're like, we need capital to do this if we're going to win big. And so anyway, as the story goes on, we're over there max betting. And the max bet was like 125 each poll. And it was stupid. I, I just, we have no business doing this, like no. putting our money, our entry fees no. into this slot machine. And it was the first two pulls, 125, gone. 125, gone. <laughs> so we both light up another cigarette. <laughs> just ripping like, heaters. Just ripping heaters. And now I'm sweating because we only have like a couple more pulls and all of our money's gone. Gone. And so you're, you're like, get out of the way. And so you sit down in the chair. Granted, like, we don't really even know each other, but now we're in business together. And so your girlfriend sits on the lot. You're like, give me another one. You start smoking two cigarettes (laughs) at one time. It's high stress. Oh, for sure. The next pull, you hit it and the lights start going off. It's like we're in Vegas the every the alarms are ringing the lights are going everything's dinging and it took us like all three of us like a good five to ten seconds of like 
what just happened because <laughs> it was like did it just take all of our money or are we getting a lot of money <laughs> and so I think that it ended up hitting for like a few thousand dollars and I don't remember the exact amount you threw your girlfriend off your lap <laughs> tackled me spilled your jack and coke on me and burned me with your cigarette and I said can we cash out now Oh, and you gotta that love was it. like that was rolling us into 2017 that was like the beginning of 2017 and then it was just I, I feel like it was actually uphill from there to be honest oh for sure I like, mean I tell that story all the time like it's so much better with the theatrics but you throwing her off your lap and tackling <laughs> me and my drink went flying it was just like it was so great I re- yeah, I remember that casino too. That was a good one. I actually went, I think it was that year, that Sunday, I think I barely made the cut. So Sunday, when you barely make the cut, you're just like, get me out of here. You know, you're, you're basically playing for like 25 extra dollars. If right. you, if you, you know, if you move, unless you shoot like a 64, but <clears throat> if you're going to shoot par, you're, you're making an extra couple hundred dollars. And I remember running back to the hotel, showering, getting all my shit. Cause I was staying in Topeka and I drove all the way back to the casino and I get on a craps table and I want to say it's like two or three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> and I left at four o'clock in the morning. I had, I was sitting next to this Asian lady who was making the most obscure bets. She was throwing <laughs> like, she was throwing quarter chips on roll yo's and then pressing them and winning. Like it was, it was stupid. There was me. I think Tate was on that table. Um, I think Brittany Hamilton was there. There was a whole bunch of girls there, and I was on this craps table for twelve hours. I had three individual meals served at the table. <laughs> I had like forty six chicken fingers in twelve hours. <laughs> it was re- this lady was sliding me coins because I was rolling and hitting. I mean, it was, it was, it was phenomenal. I mean, I, who doesn't love a good craps table? But that was a fun tournament. I'm sad we don't go back there. <clears throat> that was that was really good. Actually, I was rooming with Tate um, at that tournament. And somebody at some point in time at like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning threw a cock. We were on the first floor and there was like a little balcony sliding glass door. Somebody threw a cocktail glass at our sliding glass door <laughs> and broke it. That wasn't and- me. I would never abuse alcohol in that manner. No, for sure. But the thing was, is going back to how broke we were, we were so afraid that somebody was going to charge us for the door. Like, we can't afford to replace that door. And it definitely wasn't us. So I fly out of bed. I open the door. It shatters even more. And I hop the balcony and I start hauling ass towards this other person that's running. And I was like, did you just break my door? You're I lost. pay for that. I got my wallet stolen at that event. Really? You know that? Yeah. No. So I was, I was in the hot tub. <clears throat> it was at night. And I distinctly remember there was a sign that said, like, you're being recorded or say hi to the camera or something like that. And we all decided. I probably eat dinner or go to the casino or something. I don't know. And so I get out and I grab all my stuff and I get to the door and I'm like, Oh, I don't have my key. And I looked at who I was staying with. I was like, do you have a key? No, I left it. And I was like, okay. So we go to the front desk and I was like, Hey, left my key in the room. 
key. And she, the lady with the thing was like, well, I need your ID. And I was like, well, funny you say that because it's sitting next. It's with my room key, which is in the room. And I was like, but you can Google me because I'm that kind of an asshole. So the lady literally Googled me and she sees my face and she's like, oh, OK. And that's the name under the reservation. So I get the room key. I'm 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 searching high and low for my wallet. And I'm like, I, I don't understand where it went. So come to find out it's stolen. So I license everything. I'm in Kansas and we got to get on a flight in like two days. And I tell the hotel and I was like, well, you guys have cameras. And they're like, mm, actually, we don't. We just have a sign that says we have cameras. And I was like, well, that's very frustrating. <laughs> I was like, so that casino, this is how awesome they were. <clears throat> they comped my hotel room for the week and they gave me food vouchers that probably, I don't know, we were only eating one meal, maybe two the most at the, so they comped me for like 50 bucks a day to eat at the, which is way more than I would ever spend. So I was like, yeah, I'm getting steak. Like I can't afford that on my own. Right. And I called my best friend at home and I was like, you need to break into my house and get my passport and overnight it to me. Otherwise I can't get on this plane. So she's on FaceTime with me and I'm like, no, just you can, I promise you can break in this way. She overnights me my passport. And then I get a phone call like the next day that turned and I canceled all my credit cards. I had nothing to travel. Oh, that's the worst. It was insane. It was absolutely insane. Cause how do you, how do you, I mean, I'm now I have my passport. My house is broken into. I'm like, Hey mom, sorry. Had to have my house broken into. Apologies. I actually think my mom was at that event with me. So I think I took her credit card until I got mine sent. That was crazy. A whole bunch of, look at that. 15 minutes, one event. One event. So, all right. What was your favorite tournament on Symmetra? Or like top three? Because, I mean, who can just pick one? I know I can't. I mean, we say this all the time, Decatur holds a very special place in both of our hearts. Decatur, Illinois. I mean, I don't. the only people who will ever understand Decatur, Illinois are people who are from there and girls who played on the Symmetra Tour. And the thing about it is, I mean, it's such a small town, but the community gets behind it so much. It was so great. It was the longest running symmetra event that we had and it used it was to like be 40 years or something it right? was something crazy and they went through all the sponsors and you know say what they want but i used to love that golf course it's a great golf course <clears throat> like Hands it's just down, the, it's awesome the community muni like it's just boom pow driver as far as you can Greens were always in good shape. Greens were, I mean, for a public course, the greens were always in good shape. They were quick. I mean, that's not something that we saw a lot on tour. And, I mean, good food. We never had to go hungry. There was oh, that hibachi place. That that's hibachi right. Place. Mm-hmm. Were and you there course, for the karaoke year? I was there for the karaoke year, yes. I remember you... And KK getting up there, bringing it home with Journey. Oh, at the Pro-Am party. That at was the Pro-Am ridiculous. party. Yeah, and then we sang a Backstreet Boys song, and we had, like, synchronized dance moves. I don't know how we did that. I might have had, like, a few too many white lights prior to that, because I don't specifically remember the Backstreet Boys song. 
but I do very vividly remember you singing Journey. Actually, I have a lot of very vivid memories of me singing <laughs> Journey now that I think about it. That was my song. That I mean, it still is my song. I'm going karaokeing uh, this Thursday night, and I've already prepped my group to make sure their phones are charged for my performance. I don't sing Journey. I perform Journey. That is so accurate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so. it is absolutely a performance. You have moves, you work the stage, you work the mic. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean the energy is palpable. Once Journey comes on, it's, it's more like I'm a cruise director than anything else. Honestly, Dee, if, if you did not play golf, I could see you being a cruise director in real life. I could too, but, you know. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, you can't just be an asshole to the customers. That's the other problem. Yeah, that's that's my other problem. I am a big asshole. Okay, so Decatur, who? So we had housing in seventeen. Well, I had housing in seventeen, but you stayed with Stacy. Did you stay with Stacy in seventeen? Seventeen, and we had that big yeah, and we had that big pool party. Yeah, because our housing were best friends, and I. I'm willing to guarantee that that week I drank more Pedialyte than, no, I probably drank more booze than Pedialyte, but then Pedialyte was a close second. Well, I can for sure say that I drank more Pedialyte Sunday, let's see, yeah, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, prior to the tournament before (laughs) that I did more than like all year. I do not I mean, I don't practice as is, but I most certainly never hit the driving range. Uh, I mean, the driving range is garbage, but I mean, you could hit it anywhere on the map in Decatur and still have a shot. So like, it didn't really matter if you're hitting it straight. There were like no trees. Yeah. It's remarkable that I even warmed up in Decatur. Like I don't warm up in French Lick. Why would I warm up in Decatur? That's crazy to me. Man, I just thinking about all this. Come to think about it. That's... Remember they used to have that carnival at oh, the same yeah. time? Yeah, there was, was like always the like the, the, the state fair, the town fair, whatever it was. Yeah. Well, one year there at the at the fair, I ended up get somehow getting some type of infection in my eye. <laughs> and Tate I woke up and she's like, Did you get in a fight last night? It was before the final round. I was like, hell no. Something <laughs> is wrong with my eye. I can't open it. And so I did not warm up before the final round. The like EMS there was trying to work on me to figure out what the hell was wrong with my eye. They were going back and forth like about a spider bite or something. I was like, I'm telling you all, it's that dirty ass bear. I picked something up there. Now I'm stuck with Decatur forever. I was like, am I going to lose my sight? I ended up... I ended that round. I ended up making 18 pars. I hit every single green and two putted. Hey, be weary of the sick and injured. Oh, man. Decatur. So, That's a great town. I, I mean, remember when we used to have the caddies out there and we made like our own little par three contest? Do you remember that? Kind of over there to the right of the clubhouse. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where the parking was. Yes. <clears throat> We set yes. up our own par three and everybody had like a wedge and a putter. We used to do so many fun things back in the day. Like I remember even, I mean, even before you were on tour, we had a tournament in Richmond, Virginia, and we decided to do a player caddy putt-putt event. And the only rule was your caddy could not be your actual caddy. So we were, we were like golf swingers, I guess you could say. <laughs> 
And we had, I still have the picture somewhere. There was probably 40 of us that went players and caddies that did this putt putt event at this random putt putt course. And like now shit, I can barely get people to just go to dinner. Everyone's like, I'm getting Chipotle and going to my room. And I'm like, okay, all right. That's fine. You guys Chipotle do that. Chipotle should be the sponsor of this Metro Tour. You walk into any Chipotle in that town and the line's 50 deep with players. Oh, yeah. You're always seeing a player at Chipotle. I remember back in the day it was Panera, but only the rich kids went to Panera. Uh, I have such knew. a love-hate with Panera, honestly. I mean, I just I always get my hopes up. I still have not learned my lesson, but there's still nothing yeah. I like about that place. Yeah, you're like, I'm going to get the U pick 2 for $9.99, and I'll take a drink. And they're like, your total's twenty four seventy six, And I'm like, well, I don't understand. <laughs> How did that happen? I thought I got it was a cup of soup two. and a side salad. <laughs> and I, it's $25, but yeah. And this here, shit take isn't my, even good. <laughs> here, take my reward card. It's fine. I'll get a I'll get a Danish in six visits. Yeah. Yeah, that's... that 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 six visits is gonna cost you sixty something dollars <laughs> when you get a fifty cent Danish for free. Thank you for your business. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Shit. All right. So we got Decatur. We covered Mayetta. We went to industry. How about hold on, let me give you my other two here. Oh yeah, top, yeah, um, well, that's it. Yeah, you're right. Top three. So the second one is going to be Escanaba. Oh, Paris. That's If that's not on everybody's top five, like, just don't even talk to me. Like, I love the Yoop. I love all those freaking people up there. I know they say they're weird. I don't care. I love them. Same. Um, the, of course, the golf course is amazing. In Another my casino event. <clears throat> Another course. casino event. But, I mean, the golf course is amazing. I think that the layout of the golf course is great. There's never anything wrong with that golf course. Never. It would be jo- other than it would be, like, July when we were there, and it would be, like, 40 in the morning. And <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm a little bitch when it comes to cold, especially when you're golfing. Yes. Um, but then another one that I was thinking about is, remember Rain Tree in Charlotte? Yes. I used to love that course. That course was dope. I and it was always ending on a par NASCAR three. NASCAR event. That was it. weird. But that everything weird. else, I loved that golf course. But, you know, the NASCAR event was there. That tournament director always got um, me that passes to NASCAR. That's the only NASCAR event that I've been to. Love it. Like, I, I bleed for NASCAR now, so I always watch the Charlotte. But, I mean, it was just, that golf course was great. And I felt like the people there, especially, like, the sponsors and the pro people were super, super excited about that event. They were oh, always for sure. behind it. <clears throat> Met a really good-looking cart girl there one time. It, well, and Charlotte, hell yeah, everybody there is good looking. So I have a story, and I want to know if you remember it. And so our the Symmetra Tour normally starts, well, now it normally starts, um, well, back then I guess it was Mesa is when it started. And I think we got there early enough that we could go get a cart for a practice round. Oh, yeah. Which, which for us is a game changer. I mean, if you don't have a caddy, and you're going to be hoofing your back. Like, we don't, I mean, we don't get carts anymore for practice rounds. But to spend, you know, Tuesday carrying your bag and then, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, it gets exhausting, whatever. So you and I go and we get a cart. <clears throat> and I think we got 
a six pack each. <laughs> you got Miller's, I got McUltra, and we started gambling. Now I don't remember the bet, but I remember being half tanked after this practice round and shot like a bogey free like 66. <laughs> Not being able to walk. And I had won enough money from you to go because I wanted to go get my hair cut, right? So I go to the this random barber shop in Mesa, Arizona. And I remember sitting in the chair <clears throat> after the six beers in the desert, which I guess is basically the equivalent of like 16 beers with humidity. I don't know. I would be surprised if we did a six and six, like us just drinking might, six yeah. beers and 18 holes doesn't even yeah. sound legit unless we just played nine, which we did a lot. It might have been like six and then turn and burn another six. Mm-hmm. That could be very possible. But I just distinctly remember being in this barber chair and I started getting the sweats. <laughs> <laughs> because like, I don't know if it was the, the haircut thing, like the robe on top. I don't know what it was. But it was the only time in my life I looked at the barber and I was like, I need to go to the restroom. (laughs) And I'm literally mid haircut and I'm sweating so bad because I basically am borderline hyperhidrosis and the hairs are sticking to me way more than they should. And I'm in the bathroom and there's no barbershop bathroom that is sanitary. Well, especially the ones you go to. Correct. Like the dirtier, the better. I go for the cut, not for the aesthetics. So mm. that's where I remember like being hesitant to kneel in front of this toilet <laughs> for two reasons. Like one, I don't know if I have open wounds on my knees. <laughs> two, I don't know the last time this toilet's been cleaned because there's just men in this barbershop. And I was like, I'm spitting and I'm spitting and I'm like, I just... I need something. I need water. I'm drinking the water out of the sink. I'm like splashing it on my face. <laughs> I was so shook at this. I will, I'll never forget it. It was probably the worst, the worst personal experience at a hair. It was a great haircut. I won't, I was won't this, deny it. Was this like <clears throat> shortly after you ended up cutting your hair? Well, like, I don't remember. Like the first season that you had short hair. It had to be because I, I have no idea. I've at this point in my career, I've established the towns where I'm willing to go get haircuts because I found barbers. Um, So it had to be early on because I don't know if I'd go to Mesa, Arizona for a haircut now. Mm. Like, I think I went to get a haircut one time in Decatur and I had to end up going to a sports clips and I was like, woof, no (laughs) sports or a haircuttery or something like that. I don't know what it was, but I'm like, no. I need barbershops with people who do not speak English. Like, those are the best haircuts in my life. That's where I go to back home. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, my barber's from the Dominican. And listen, I'm going Wednesday morning. I can't wait. When's the last time you got a haircut? Uh, That would be Monday of Daytona this year. So we're looking at, yeah, we're at like six weeks. That's a very long time for me. How are how are the grays doing? Oh my god, Shannon, I'll send you a picture after we get done with this. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm going to dye my hair Tuesday night. I'm going to go get a haircut and I promise you it takes off 15 years. It's ridiculous. I just came up to visit my dad and like I saw him for 45 seconds and I looked at him. I was like, "Listen, I got a bone to pick with you." 
And he goes, what do you mean you got a bone to pick with me? And I was like, dad, look at my head. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, I got more fucking gray hairs than you do. And he goes, he looked at me, he's like, fuck you. I've had gray hair since I was 18. And I was like, that doesn't mean you need to pass it on to me. Man, your dad is the greatest. Like, How about that? A total right? goat. Yeah. You met him. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, oh, there we go. Look at that. What a great transition when we were going to Canada for the LPGA event. Yes. Was it Waterloo? Where was it? Yes. It, yeah, it was Waterloo. It was Waterloo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We both got into that LPGA event. We were in Albany when we found out we were in the field the next week. So we drive Albany. Did we cut through Canada or did we go the Ohio way? No. Remember, we couldn't cut through Canada without a gun. (laughs) (laughs) So we had to take the long way to get to my dad's, which is like another six hours, by the way. Mm -hmm. Because you got to go down through Ohio and then back up. And you looked at my dad, or maybe I looked at my dad, and I was like, Shannon needs to keep her gun here so we can go to Canada. <laughs> and then my dad looked at me later on, and he's like, how come you don't have a gun? I was like, <laughs> he's like, you should really travel with a gun, you know? Single girl traveling all the time by herself. He's like, you should really get a gun. I was like, like oh, my gosh. We, because, and I'm sure that, like, oh, your followers are – people that follow mini store tours stuff know like we drive our cars everywhere we everywhere. live our cars like yeah. we pack them up in march or april and then like that's our survival kit like you better have all the shit that you need yeah and so i mean being from texas i've had my concealed handgun license since i turned 21 and i've always carried a gun ever since i got that license and so here we are. And so like one of the final things, like before my car left spring, Texas to go out on the road, my dad would be like, do you have your gun? Do you have ammo? And one year I almost forgot ammo. He's like, that's great, Shannon. What are you going to do? Throw it at him. (laughs) So like that was my dad's final thing. Not like, Hey, here's a couple hundred bucks to like, in case something happens, it was like, do you have your gun? Do you have ammo? (laughs) So anyway, so we literally had to leave Albany to go to your dad's house before going up to that LPGA event because of that stupid gun. So Yeah, we literally made the trek to drop off your gun. I mean, I looked into shipping it back home. I looked into all sorts of stuff and I was like, D, I don't have anywhere to leave this. And like the people in New York that I was staying with were like totally gun free people you know, more power to them. So like, I couldn't leave it with them. Like I had nobody to leave it with. And I wasn't about to like try and cross the border with a gun. No. And so, I mean, and end up on like locked up abroad or whatever, (laughs) which I do have withdrawals from event. I do have a story about a gun at an airport that we can cover later if you want to, but anyway, which I, yeah, I remember that. So then we get to Waterloo. Mm hmm. We see, I'm mixing up all my stories because I know I've been to Waterloo before and I went to this place. I remember there was a big moose in front of the restaurant. Oh, that was us. It was you You got cut off. Do you remember this? Yes. Yes. You did get cut off. I get so we go to dinner, right? And I I think I had like the heartiest cheeseburger and fries I could get. For sure. I asked because we just we both just missed the cut. 
Yeah, no, by I like mean, one straight MC Hammer, and I remember they didn't have McUltra, and I was like, "What kind of place is this?" So I settled for the Coors Light, and I think I had six with dinner. And I looked at the lady, and I was like, "I'll take my check," and she's like, "Okay, that's fine." And I was like, "Wait, wait, wait! I'll have one more with my check," and she's like, "I have to cut you off," and I was <laughs> like, "For what?" <laughs> I was like, I didn't even have enough to, like, I'm still thirsty. Like, I didn't even have enough to fill a cavity. <laughs> and she literally cut me off. So I told everybody that we were with, there had, I don't know, five or six of us. And everybody got their tab and left, too. Yeah, that was us. They were like, how are you, you're, you're going to cut off her? Like, out of all of us, six Coors Lights? I mean, it's not like I was drinking six double captains. Which, like, that's not even a domestic beer. It's, like, an imported beer up there. In Canada, yeah. So I'm paying, like, $8 a beer because it's an import. Mm Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. And then we went out that night. We did go out that night. We I don't even know where we went. So real quick, just to preface this story, like, you have this amazing effect on me that I end up spending a lot of money, like, really fast. <laughs> and so, like, sometimes I get something out of it, and sometimes I don't. Like, it's kind of rolling the dice. Like, the story in Kansas, we got something out of it. But this story spent a lot of money real fast and got nothing. Well, to my defense, you got a great story out of it. This is an excellent it's a, story. It's a very overpriced story, but a story nonetheless. So we go out. To this, I think we Ubered. We had to have Ubered. There's no way we're driving in a foreign country after I got cut off for six cores lights. Yeah, and I couldn't even figure out how to read the kilometers per hour on the speedometer. So, like, (laughs) oh, God, what a mess. Things they don't teach you at Q school, right? Right. So, we decided what it was you, me, and Brad, your caddy. Yeah, my caddy, Brad. I don't just know the what happened to your caddy, but I don't remember him joining us. Actually, I don't even remember who you had up there. I think it was Seth. Oh, what? It was Seth. It yes. was Seth. No, and I don't I know why he wasn't with us. Because he was married. Oh. That's why. The pitfalls of marriage when it comes to mini tours. Yes. Mm-hmm. Downfall. Okay. So we go out, and I don't know how we decide we're going to do this, like, drive for nine. Oh, my buddies back home had gone out and they had they had snapped me every day different bar they'd went to yes i mean this was undoubtedly your idea yeah it had to be and they went to eight they went to eight bars and i looked at you and brad and i was like we're fucking going to nine yeah because you're not competitive or anything no and i don't like to lose so we I don't even like this club that wasn't even open yet because we went out at like eight o'clock at night. Yes. And we're in this club and it's just like. (laughs) I can still see that place. Right. And there's like but there's four of us and the three of us are them and then there's just one bartender. But so in Canada, at least where we were, they gave you a stamp on your wrist when you went into the bar. So we were like, we're collecting stamps tonight. 
So we go to all these bars slash clubs. A couple of them were the bad. one with the sticky floor. Man, that was like in a basement. I was like, y'all, we. I mean, I've been in some shady ass dive bars, but that one took the cake for sure in that basement. I feel like I took a step and like almost left my shoe behind me. Like they hadn't mopped in probably six years. That place was disgusting. Could not find it on a map if I tried. No. Even if you dropped me in front of the bar, I think I'd still I'd still question my location. <laughs> All I know and I only know this because of the group chat we had with Brad the other day. And he sent us the picture of his arm from wrist to elbow was stamped. And the best part is that morning he woke up and he thought that they were bruises. Yeah. Basically thought that he had just gotten beat the shit out of, but only on his forearm. Right. God, fish. We've had some moments. That and then Wait, we can't leave out the best part of this foreign pub crawl, though. Oh, tell me. I mean, I might have forgotten after my seven Coors Lights. So, I mean, I know for sure that we can talk about this on your pod. But at some point in time, I don't know if we walked by this place or if it was yours or Brad's idea because it was definitely not my idea. It most certainly had to be mine. I think so. Because you do have an affinity for the titters, and the you also titters. have a nose for them. I, yeah, I can sniff them out. And I think that you knew this before we went to Canada, but in Canada, they're full nude. They are full nude. I, I'm not a fan. And so, but I think that you wanted to go to, like, experience <laughs> it and, like, see if there was any talent there. So, for I have to preface this, because most people don't know this. In Canada, they do not have a dollar bill or a two dollar bill. They have coins, right? So the dollar coin is called the loony, and the $2 coin is called the toonie. So normally, you know, if you go to a titter and have um, disposable income, you make it rain, right? You know, you just kind of flash the dollar bills and they all fall. You're making it rain. Well, in Canada, you make it hail because they're coins, (laughs) And it's, for some reason, it's socially acceptable to just start, like, borderline chucking coins at strippers. Which is, like, amazing because you can't tell if they have cellulite or they've been hitting the... They've been hit with coins. Loonies. But, yeah, I get cut off at six cores lights, but I can go throw coins at strippers. I just, like, I don't, (laughs) I don't understand where we're at there in Canada. So, yeah, we go to this... I remember us getting dropped off, and then I remember it was either you or Brad, and you guys iced me. <clears throat> yes, and that's where it all went down. But I want you to remember it was like $100 to get into this titter. <laughs> okay, this this is an important part of the story that it was like 100 bucks to get in. For the three of us? Yes. Yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me. And you're just like, yeah, full send it. We're going. We're going. So- here we are. It was Brad's idea to ice you. Mm-hmm. You get down on, on one knee, knee appropriately. It, yes. I mean, you were doing it to the book. Yeah, I follow and, rules. 
I don't remember exactly because I was drunk enough to agree to go into this titter with y'all, <laughs> but somebody's phone went off and I don't remember if it was Brad Snapchatting you or you no, it was a video yourself. He was taking a video because I still have the video. So we are in this place after spending $100 to get in, maybe two and a half minutes and we get kicked out. <laughs> because Brad was videoing me being iced i didn't even get to i didn't even get to full chug i still have this video i didn't even get to i'll put it on the instagram didn't get to full chug the ice before a big security guard comes up is like you can't video in here and i'm like we're not videoing (laughs) the strippers like he's videoing me getting iced because i'm a chooch like i got iced i have a debt to pay and we're i mean we're playing by the rules sir And so before we get kicked out, like, of course, I'm the one that the guy grabs by, like, the collar, like, I'm causing the problem. (laughs) I'm like, I don't even want to be here. Like, I could leave. (laughs) They ask me if I'm looking for employment. (laughs) And I was like, let me go. You, listen, you would have made back the entry fee. To get into the titter, both of our entry fees for the tournament, and I would say 130% of our travel expenses had you tried to work that night. <sighs> it was already late. I was tired. My makeup wasn't right. <laughs> we had gone to nine bars. <laughs> we had the stamps to prove it. What a yeah. Match. And honest to God, I can say that time and then one other time, with you are the only two times I've been to the titter. There was another time? Yeah. Where were we? In Melbourne. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you Ubered out of there real fucking quick and went back yeah. to my house. Yeah. We, my, but my favorite part about this is the way that, like, somehow I end up agreeing to this is you're like, fish, we're going on a talent search. <laughs> and somehow, like, that makes me think, like, this is okay. Like, I do I have a go. I do have a way with words. I do. I Talent do have. Search. I don't. I don't want anyone to ever miss out on an experience. So I think I have the ability to manipulate words to make sure that they're there. I don't. I don't want them to live in envy. No, but there is no <clears throat> doubt that like every experience that you've somehow talked me into, like I have not had a great time. I mean, we have to have a time. If it wasn't, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking toot my own horn right now. If it was way, this podcast wouldn't exist. I mean, I don't disagree with you there at all. Right? Like you we, we have, have moments. We have so many moments. Made so many memories with you. I mean, the list just goes on. But I would like to bring up something else. Give it to speaking, me. Speaking about time. Tell me. Do you remember? When we were in Alabama, um, I can't even think of the name of that place either. These towns are so small and shitty. Um, where we had a Symmetra event, Prattville, yes, okay. It's amazing how you can remember some of these things. I remember golf courses, but I want to ask if you remember this, okay? We rented an Airbnb and we're staying in that. (laughs) <laughs> Big ass old, super super old home. I mean, it was like from the twenties. 
Yeah. It was really pretty. It was a cool house, right? Yes. But yes. like there are no electronics in the house at all. Like the thermostat wasn't didn't even have an LED screen. Like the stove didn't have any LED light ups on it. Like it's an old house, right? Like mm-hmm. there's definitely no clocks. Yeah, there was so, nothing. But we we all had made the cut and we knew that we were going to stay at your parents' house in Florida like for the next week to go on to the next tournament or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so is after Sunday after the tournament, like we get just a little shitty, but not like we're going to have major hangovers tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'll wake you up when we're going to leave. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And you're like, we're going to leave at six or five, <laughs> I think. And I was like, okay, that sounds good. But we had gone to bed early, like around nine. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> You come into my room and you're like, get up, it's time to go. And I was like, okay. So I don't even look at my phone. Like I already had the car packed. Like I just needed to change my clothes, brush my teeth and jump in the car, which I do. And you're like already down in the car waiting. You're like, put the car and drive. I'm like, shit, let me throw my toothbrush in my bag. And I get in the car and we start driving. And I was like, what is wrong with my car? <laughs> it says it's one thirty, <laughs> And like, I'm driving a relatively new Yukon. I'm like, how did the clock go out? Like of all things, what's wrong with the clock? And then I look at my phone. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with my phone? <laughs> it says it's one thirty in the morning. And so I call you. And I was like, D, what? time is it (laughs) you're like oh uh i think it's like maybe around close to two and i was like you asshole and now it's like way too late to turn around be like let's go back to bed and so there we go 1 30 in the morning like hauling ass to melbourne florida we get there like around seven in time for breakfast And then we all go to sleep until like six o'clock, wake up, your mom makes dinner and we all go back to bed. I could have choked you. I was so mad. And I'm like, literally, oh my God, we're driving I'm down that main highway in Alabama. I'm like, how is my clock wrong in my car? Like, and it was like real dark too. And I was like, it, it does seem kind of dark. Do you know what Alabama and I have? I, I don't think I've ever told you this, so I'm going to confess. I remember um, the third the third person that was staying with us. So it was her birthday. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So we go th- and I I I mean, based off of the pictures, this place looked kind of cool. It had a pool. Oh yeah. Right. It had a decent. Mm-hmm. It was a nice house. It just wasn't. It wasn't. It was just old. Yeah, like the furniture wasn't comfy, but you know, whatever. Like we made fucking. Um, yeah. What was it? We were playing that game in the living room, like. Um, where we had mouth. on headphones and we were trying to like mouth it. To yeah, the other we're person. spitting water out all over the place, just trying to entertain ourselves because there's no TV and we don't know what to do. Like we're basically. And yeah. So I remember, I think you were, and we were back at the house and we were kind of cleaning up or getting ready for dinner. Or... And I get it. We were all skeeved out at this place. Like it, ne- it needed a deep cleaning for sure. Mm-hmm. And we open the dishwasher to either put a dish in or take the dishes out. And there was most certainly a cockroach in the dishwasher. 
Oh my god! And I looked at our third person, and I was like, "We don't tell fish about this at <laughs> all. We keep this between us." And I'm, I'm the pussiest of lesbians. Like, I don't do the bugs. If oh, you I ever want to, yeah. If you ever want to see me run and scream like a little bitch, like put a. And I was like, "You get it." And she's like, "No, you get it." And I was like, "No, you like you have to get it." And I, we're in there with like a fucking broom, like we're trying to, and I'm like, dude, and I looked at her, I was like, you know what, we're just not going to use the dishwasher. Like, <laughs> that fuck, makes like, so much sense looking back while we were hand washing. Right. Everything. And I was like, well, I was like, I was like, just, I'll do the dishes. I will do all the dishes. Just table. It's fine. I will do all the dishes. And I, I don't think I'd ever told you that because I, you know, I like, but there, yeah. And I was like, you, you just can't tell fish. You cannot tell fish. God, man, that house, that was a <laughs> creepy house. The furniture was so weird in that house. I felt like I was in the Titanic. Like, that Easily. was the kind of furniture. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. Every it, Like, the velvet couches, and they were so dusty, and there were, like, weird murals of people from, like, the 1800s, like, God, that place was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like we smacked the couch and like we saw the cloud. Yes. It was just very peculiar. That was that house. We have seen some shit. And then we haven't even touched Rochester. Mm. Where else did we have some times? I feel like Decatur has most of our. Most of our. The thing is, is like we planned for Decatur, like Rochester for sure. Rochester was a surprise. Like, we did not realize the magnitude of fun that was going to be Rochester when it first came on the schedule. I mean, what's amazing, well, of course, like, we all know that Rochester is a home of women's golf, but, like, how deeply, like, people that live there care about women's golf. Like, it is in their blood. It's like they sign a contract when they move there. Like, you will support women's golf. I mean, it's amazing. Love of that course, town. like Mike Vidala is just an angel on earth. He's an incredible human being and biggest supporter of women's golf that I've ever met. Like way bigger supporter than myself. Same. I mean, it's amazing. And like how many stories we have with him, um, like driving us home. And he's such a champ. I'm going to get him on the pod. I'm going to figure out. I'm you gonna, have to. I don't think he'll take much convincing, but I'm going to get him on the pod. Oh, man. <laughs> That is going to be probably your most listened to episode. He has so many stories. Um, I mean, his ability to like keep in touch with people even after golf is remarkable. And I mean, he he's a celebrity for sure. I can't tell you how many events I've gone to, and like I'm getting ready to go out in the pro am, and I see Vidala walking up to a golf cart. And I'm like, "What are you doing here? Like, you're so far from Rochester." He's like, oh, "I'm going to play in the pro am." Yeah, I know, man. And Love him. He was getting sponsors. Like he had people from Houston, where I live, coming up there to play. And I mean, it's just he has such a gift when it comes to entertaining, making sure everybody has a great time, putting on a fabulous event. I mean, and he he's like one of the only tournament directors that knows every single player's name and like where they're from and what their dog's name is. Yeah, what school they went to, like all of it. Yeah. I mean, his capacity to hold that type of information is amazing. And he's a fucking rock star in his band. For real. That is, like, so cool 
that he does that. He literally wears like every single hat. Yeah, he really does. I mean, fish his the last year we were in Rochester, we got rained out this last year, um, pretty badly. I felt so bad for him because he does so much work to get the tournament up and running, and I can't imagine the stress that's on <clears throat> the tournament director and the sponsors, and not to mention the golf course staff and the main. I mean, just all of it, right? Like it takes a fucking village. It really does. And he performed, his band performed at the Pro-Am party. And he just, I don't think Mike sat down for 14 hours. No. Like he he just doesn't stop. The thing about him too, when it's tournament week, I mean, he has told me, I'd be like, how much sleep did you get last night? And he was like, maybe about an hour. He literally sleeps like less than 10 hours for the entire week. It's crazy. He's such a good dude. I freaking love him. All right. So, I mean, we're getting close to the hour and obviously we could go for days. I still have uh, half of my last truly left who are, we are not sponsored by yet, but we're working on it. Um, so you are now quote unquote retired. <clears throat> You have, did you get your amateur status back? I did. It took a year and a half. That's like the worst application process ever. Like what, I don't understand why that takes so long. Like, I think you can become a U.S. citizen sooner. Yeah, no kidding. And the thing about it is too, is like you have to put referrals on the application. And so you were one of mine. I was like, shit, if they have to call her, like I might never get it back. But I had to put like five and I was like. I don't even like really have five friends. But <laughs> small I circles. Would, small right. Circles. Like I swim in small circles. Same. But I was like, should I make one? Here's another name. But I don't know if they ever called y'all. I hope they didn't. But I ended up, I did get it back. Um, I am now the definition of a weekend warrior. I. The most amazing thing about, like, playing recreational golf is, like, I actually do understand what people mean when they're, like, a terrible day on the golf course is, or whatever. It's better better than than a a good day in the the office. office. Yeah. Yeah. Which I always used to think was so stupid when people said that, but now I actually appreciate it. But I have stipulations about when I play golf now, which is amazing. Um. I have a stitch golf bag now. I switched over to PXGs. Like, I literally look like I just walked out of the pro shop, got the G4 shoes, got a couple Bridgestones in the bag. I was gifted a martini tee by one of the Ladies' Day women, which is, you know, that's like an olive branch. Yeah, it really is. It is. Like, that's that's how you know you've made it at the local When you get the martini tee, yeah. I still haven't received one of those. I'm going to have to talk to the jugs about that. So, so I, yeah, I love that. So I play at home, like on the weekends I play with the guys and then Monday and Tuesday I play with the wives. And this off season, I decided I'm playing the ladies tees until like January. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I have no desire to hit four irons into par threes right now. Like, There's I, no need. No, I don't give a shit. Like I, my four iron is designated punch out. Like, that is the reason why I carry a four iron. It's to keep it low out of the trees because I don't hit fairways. That's what my four iron's for. I don't know why we have to play holes long enough that I need to hit a four iron. Like, I just, I, I don't get it. Like, just give me an eight iron on a par three and let's call it a day. 
So when I was switching over to PXGs, um, I actually had to go to a fitting. And Ooh. I was like, this is stupid. Like, I don't play on tour anymore. I don't need a fitting. I'm an amateur. And so, like, for any of the amateurs listening, like, you don't need to go to a fitting. You don't have any business going to a fitting. You just need clubs that are the right length for you, which is going to be standard because you're not good enough to have like a quarter inch down or a quarter inch longer. I don't even know what a quarter inch would do. The second thing is you need a golf club that you can swing 70 times without being exhausted. Preach. You don't need to worry about swing weight. None of that matters. No. And whether it's going straight or not literally has nothing to do with your golf club. So anyway, I had to go to this fitting, and I guess it's like a PXG thing. I don't know. But I will say this. Best golf clubs I have ever had, they are the sexiest golf clubs I have ever seen. But when I was there, the guy was like, okay, so what are you looking at? Like a P through four, like with some wedges? And I was like, first of all, I don't need a four iron. I don't need a six iron or a five iron. (laughs) I need some hybrids. Like, there's no reason for me to stress out about hitting a six iron. Like, no need. So, basically, at this point, you have more hybrids in your bag than a Toyota dealership? That's correct. And I probably currently have about 17 golf clubs in my bag. And I don't give a shit. I love that. I don't even care. Doesn't even matter. And the other thing is, is he was like, well, how about the wedges? Let's talk about some degrees here. And I was like, just give me a sand wedge. That's all I need. I don't need a 58 bent to a 57 or a 54 bent to a 53. Like, I don't need, I just need a sand wedge. He's like, well, we don't have a sand wedge. And I was like, fuck. All right, fine. Difficult. Give me the wedges. I was like, we are getting a pitching wedge, right? And he was like, yeah, that's fine. I was like, I can ship with that. Like, Perfect. if I need to hit a flop, I'll just use my putter. Like So, a week ago, I play with all these ladies who are, they're, they're 15 to 30 handicaps, okay? And let me tell you, middle-aged women who play golf can fucking drink. Really? Like, they, at least at my club, or at least the degenerates that I play with. I don't, I don't know, but they can, they can put it down. We have birdie shots, right? We all have our own little, you know, private cart. Mine's the trashiest of all. I drive the Pinto of private carts at my club, but it's fine. <laughs> they still they still recognize me as a quote unquote member. And every time I make a birdie, you know, birdie shots, she opens the the seat of the golf cart and she has like shots. Like a custom cooler? She has like a custom little like tray of shots. And wow. she's like, what do you want? Fuzzy nipple. Uh, like, I don't know. They have all these Mind names Mind Eraser, <laughs> Star Fucker. No idea. And I'm like, just fucking hit me. I don't know. So they, I mean, they enjoy, as any avid golfer does, they enjoy seeing good golf, right? Like we all love to see good golf shots. And it's really fun for the women to see another woman hit it 260, 270, 280, go, I'm playing the white tees. It's like 50, it's like 5,000 yards. Like it's not far. So I'm driving greens. They get a kick out of it. They're like, oh, I just wish, I just wish. And I was like, you know what? So last week I was like, I'm going to play you guys left-handed. I don't know if I told you this. So I, I go and I borrow 
a left-handed set of clubs. I mean, this left-handed set of clubs is so trash. Like the three wood, the four wood, and the five wood all have these very obvious dents on top of the club. <laughs> like how does that happen? It's like when you see a shoe on the side of the road. Like, yeah, like what's someone doing with one shoe? What's the rest of your life look like right yeah. now? So I have no idea what I'm doing, right? But I know for certain I have never been more excited in my life to go play golf than the day I went to go play lefty. Did so you wear I, a glove? I need to know this. Oh, fish. This is this is the best story I might have ever. <clears throat> so I go pick up these lefty sets and I get to the driving range. I shit you not an hour before our tea time. <laughs> You've never done that for a tour event. Thank you. I get up to the range and we're on the mats that day because they had just had the member guests. So we're on the mats and everybody that I know at this club for some reason is playing golf this morning <clears throat> and they're literally looking at me and they're like, have you always been lefty? And I'm like, no, I have a bet with the women. Like, get off my dick. I'm trying to figure out how to swing a golf club left-handed. So I hit, like, 12 left-handed shots, and I already have a blister on one of my hands, on my, <laughs> on my right hand, right? And I'm like, well, I don't have a glove. So I go to my cart, and I take the shittiest glove that I have, and I turned it inside out. Oh, my God. Right? So now it's on my left hand. <laughs> and I'm hitting, I'm hitting fucking, I'm hitting bullets. I'm hitting darts fish like high baby draws like it's stupid the pitching wedge is about 80 <laughs> yards the seven iron is like one 120 damn the driver's like one i'm like i got this but straight ish ish straight enough i mean straighter than my regular ball flight was it I get, is it straighter than me d Nobody's straighter than you, Fish. In all in all regards of the term, nobody's straighter than you, Fish. I get out to the first tee and I hit this toe straight into the woods. And I was like, we get a breakfast ball, right? And they're like, yeah, you get a breakfast ball. I shot no mulligans aside from the first tee breakfast ball. No mulligans, counted every shot, no gimmies. I shot 126. Wow. <clears throat> when so, I woke up the next morning, <laughs> parts of my body were so sore. I could not, I could, my right arm was, I, I could barely <laughs> sign my name. I'm like, what just happened? 126. One hole, zero birdies, and from 30 yards and in, rough or fairway, I was putting. My chipping was trash. <laughs> trash. Did you hit it at any bunkers? Yes. I actually made a sandy. Oh. My bunker game was decent, and I was hitting bunker shots wow. with a pitching wedge. That was yeah. arguably the best part of my game. I was so disappointed. I really thought I could break 100. Dang. So, like, when you were on, like, 13 or 14, did you still think you had it in you to break 100? No, because on 10, I made a 12. Oh, no. I shot 58, 68. How many, how many, <laughs> how many golf balls did you use during this round? Uh, I only lost one, and that was solely because of the fact that my newly purchased ball retriever couldn't reach it. Uh. But I saw it. 
but I did, I actually, I bought a ball retriever. It's, it's in the golf cart and I thoroughly enjoy having that as the 15th club. That's what dreams are made of right there. So like real quick before we go, when I decided to start playing golf again, which was like at least a year after I retired from playing on tour, like I didn't touch a club. I didn't look at my clubs. I got rid of all my golf clothes. Like I didn't want anything to do with it anymore. When I decided to start playing golf again, like I had stipulations. Like I was never going to wear golf shoes again, which has since changed because the V4 (laughs) shoes are dope and they look cool and they're comfortable. And I also have a pair of Cole Haan golf shoes that are like slippers. Um, But so that was one of, I was never going to wear golf shoes again. Like, the weather has to be just right, like real low humidity, somewhere between like 60 and 75, definitely not playing in the rain. If the wind's over five miles an hour, no chance. I'm not playing in the wind. Like, forget it. No, that's my least favorite element. I have to have music playing. That's a must. Um, Do you have the Bushnell speaker? No, I don't. I have some garbage, like, you have to buy off Amazon. They gave the Bushnell speaker out this last year in French Lick as a pro-am gift to the pro-am players. And I hounded. When I say hounded, I mean hounded my pro-am group so hard to give me. I mean, these guys play four times a year. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do you need a Bushnell speaker for? It's like a magnet, right? Yeah. And the one guy got so drunk and felt so guilty that after the round, he went inside the pro shop and bought me one. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, that's better than a tip, to be honest. That's that's a game changer for sure. Like, I will have to look into buying something like that. Recommend. That would make a Strongly recommend. Like, I will, anybody listening, I will trade you seven Bushnell rangefinders for a Bushnell <laughs> speaker. Because I don't need a rangefinder. Like, not ever going to use one again in my life. Like, I just look at it and hit it. If I'm 10 yards short of the green or 10 yards over, I don't care. It it makes no difference to me, but like using a rangefinder, no chance. No chance. I love that for you. I love that so hard. All right, so I have to get into one more thing. <clears throat> Since retired, you now have what I think is the greatest blessing of life. You have a little baby boy, little peanut, and a he's like the cutest son of a bitch ever. <laughs> Like, every time you send me a picture of him, I'm like, oh, my God, this kid is growing up with a cat. Like, if he's not in a cowboy hat in his kindergarten picture, I'm going to. I mean, you know, he will for sure. Has to be, right? Like, I need, like, at least his first three school pictures to be in a cowboy hat. So now you're a mommy. And there are moms on tour, right? LPGA and Symmetric. Mm -hmm. Do you think that you could have been a mommy on tour? Well, first of all, like, God bless them, because that is the most amazing thing. Like, when I think about some of our friends that have babies that still play on tour, like, I honestly don't know how they do it. Whenever I get in the car to take Sunny somewhere, or even think about possibly traveling for, like, recreation, I break out in a sweat. (laughs) Like, I, I get so nervous. It's so overwhelming, because... Like, you literally have to take their food because they can't just eat anything. You have to take their diapers and bottles and 
you have to be prepared like 10 steps ahead of everything. And that's like your life kit. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, and you're the one keeping this little person alive and you kind of try and keep them on a schedule. Most of the time they win, like being a mommy is the best thing ever, but like me just working a full-time job and being his mom, like I just have to go to the office. He has a nanny. It just, it's amazing. There's no way that I could have done it on tour. Like no way. More stressful in your eyes. A four and a half down foot slider breaking left to right on greens that are a 12 <laughs> to win or getting Sunny ready to go to the grocery <laughs> <laughs> For sure, getting Sunny ready to go to the grocery <laughs> store. But, like, I'm not going to lie. My little baby is so cute, like you no, said. He I mean, is. he is so adorable. And everywhere we go, I mean, he's like a little celebrity. People are like, oh, my God, it's the cutest baby, this and that. So then it forces me to talk to strangers, which you know I hate. And it's, like, too much social interaction. I'm like, Unless you're borrowing their lighter. Unless you're borrowing. Right. Right. But all I was doing was asking for some fire, D. I wasn't asking you to, like, do anything with my kid or, like, learn your life story, right? Right. Even though you did that, which is, like, a huge blessing in my life, too. But, I mean, getting ready for Sunny to go to the grocery store, like, give me the downhiller to win for sure. That's crazy because I feel like I'd much rather have the kid to get ready to go to the grocery store. <laughs> well, you come down to Houston anytime you want. You get ready, take him. Y'all can go anywhere you want. You did commit to caddying for Sunny Mav in the 2040 Masters. So I want to be his coach. I want to be his coach for the drive, chip, and putt at the Masters. So that way I can actually have a chance of going to Augusta. Hey, I heard that you might have to fight off YT Motherfish um, because Mm. she's already put her hat in the ring for that. But like, Literally right now, my life when it comes to golf seriously is getting so excited for the drive, chip, and putt. Like, I cannot wait to like go to all these little things with him and get his little clubs ready and tuck his shirt in. I mean, oh, it's I love just the it. greatest thing, man. Fish, you're living. You are officially living the dream. I'm still dicking around, and you're living the dream. I love that for you. I think that's so great. He's you're killing it. Every time you send me a picture, I get so excited because he's just so fucking adorable. I love it. <laughs> when we get done, I'm going to send you a video I took of him yesterday. He just started laughing out of nowhere. Like, I'm so lucky. He's the happiest baby. And, I mean, he is just cute as hell. Well, Fish, I have to thank you because, A, for doing this podcast. But I enjoyed it. And if you are if you say you didn't, you're lying. I know that immediately. But... <laughs> I have to thank you for the time we had on Symmetra and the the LPGA because you were you were definitely a blessing to me and it was always always awesome to just have someone to hang out with and rip heaters and shoot the shit and just you know take your mind off of it. I feel like it's hard to come by these days, but it was, hey, we had some good times. We had a great time, and you're one of my best friends, and thank you for being there for me with all the stuff I've been going through, and I mean, that is one of the best things about tour that people don't talk about enough is the friendships that are made out there. Absolutely. We had so many good times. I feel like we barely scratched the surface, but 
we tried to we try to do our best in the this one's gonna be like an hour. if people made it this far you guys should you guys should probably applaud yourselves i mean i it was just a phone call for me but i hey, enjoyed it good luck with this podcast i'm gonna listen to every episode please ask me to come back i had so much fun and um i'm gonna be watching y'all this season and rooting for you as always and Thanks for having me, D. Love you, Fish. Guys, that is Shannon Fish, one of my favorites. I mean, I can't wait to post those pictures on Instagram so y'all can see it. I'll see if I can find the the icing at the uh, titter in Canada to post on there, too. God, so good. Oh, Fishy, thank you so much. Thank you, D. You enjoy your day. That walked in probably about 45 minutes ago, so... We're getting ready to go. We eat dinner up here at like 4 o'clock, which is great because that's when it's dark. Well, get after it, sister, and good luck this year. Thank you, dear. Love you. Love you. All right, bye. Bye.